2: Utovia!
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the U2VIA podcast. I'm your host, Jim Chisholm, and I'm joined by examiner stalwart Rory Benson and podcast polygamist Alistair Bell. That's not actually a reference to his regular appearances on Thrice Champions, by the way. He genuinely has four wives. Um, if you need to make any phone calls now. This is going out live, just so you know. Um, today, we'll be asking whether Gagan impression has had its day on the banks of the Calder before previewing next Saturday's battle with Crystal Palace. So let's dive right in. This has been a hot topic debate. Has David Wagner compromised on his principles of high pressing, aggressive football, in favour of a more traditional, compact defensive setup? And if so, is that is that good? Is that bad? Is it going to work? Rory, we'll start with you.
2: I don't think it's either good or bad. Um, I think it's necessary in the Premier League against some teams to to maybe. Take some of that sort of aggressive nature away from it. I think, depending on the team, I think with City, you kind of, we saw maybe we went too far away from the game pressing, and we saw that they didn't get into City's face, gave him too much space, gave him. Them- too much time on the ball, and when you've got quality like that, they are inevitably going to score six, seven goals against you. You know, it could be upwards of ten against some teams this year.
1: I think personnel was a big issue against City as well, wasn't it? Yeah, were, yeah, particularly was Stankovic playing midfield as well. Yeah, yeah. that confused me just looking at that. And was just playing, really. Just, yeah, yeah, he nothing, was there. Yeah. He turned up. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think although I would agree that the personnel wasn't great against City, uh, and people were playing out of position. There still needs to be, like we saw against Man United in the first season in the Premier League, the, the, for De Poitre's goal, the way they steal the ball high up the pitch and then spring the counter straight away through Aaron Moy, that's, that is sort of the pinnacle of David Wagner's system there. That's how you win games as a pressing side. And that's how you beat teams like Man United, teams who have spent way more money than anyone else. I think maybe we've gone slightly too far away from that and have shown a couple of the bigger teams too much respect and we aren't and town aren't trying to take the ball off them high up the pitch. They're allowing them to sit there and kind of commit men forward and maybe counter once that they've committed that many men, but it's not gonna work when you've got you know, millions of pounds worth of, of talent on the bench like City had. Um, so yeah to to bring it back to your question, I do think time have changed. I think they have to change in certain games. I think maybe they've seen especially at the end of last last year where they changed and played big teams at the end and got points against them. now they're thinking maybe we should play this a bit more often, and I don't think that's the way to go. I think let's keep trying to be aggressive, keep trying to take balls off teams, high up the pitch, and you know that's the way you get goals when you're not really firing up front as well those mistakes where you're there to capitalise upon you know, those goals can be crucial throughout the season Alistair what do you think?
0: Yeah I think the way we played it in the last season it worked because of the occasions and the whole team was very focused on that it was a very clear motivation for them and I think when you play sort of back against the walls back against the wall in those situations it's um Almost regardless of what system you play, it's uh, it's more likely to work really. Than when we tried it at the beginning of this season, it's not been as clear the focus, and everyone's been expecting us to get trounced by City, and we did really. Um, but I think in terms of the yeah, I think we we do need to get back to the gig impression, especially at home. Cause I think the fans want to see it, and I think against um, in the home matches that we've we've seen so far, I think people have been a little underwhelmed especially Cardiff about how we went about that game against Cardiff the people would have liked to have seen a much more aggressive sort of attacking performance really You um, sort sure. of bottled it so um yeah I, th- I think i think i think Wagner in his, one of his press conferences um <laughs> would have um i think he was saying he'd like adapted to the Premier League since the Spurs game but i think a lot of people have been saying it's fine doing that with the top three in the Premier League but with everyone else we should be taking it to them. Uh, away from home I'm I'm fine to let Wagner pretty much do what he wants uh, to sort of play the occasion really because I think you have to do you do have to do that when you've got all the like Robert was saying multi-million of pounds
1: attacking you you do have to look to their threats really. I'm sure we're pleased to hear that you're a <laughs> You, you're going um, to willing to let him do it once away from home yeah I'll, I'll give him that but at home it's, it's up to me and yeah. the. <laughs> of course 20 yeah. few thousand who demand the massive performance yeah. I, I mean to me it seems like there's, there's two styles that have emerged towards the late end of last season and the beginning of this season one is where we play teams that might, might be a bit more defensive when they come to us like your Cardiff your bottom 10 basically and it's very much focused on process and it's very slow laborious possession based football out from the back and it's very easy to defend against Cardiff being yeah. the, the case yeah. in point um, then when we're playing the top 10 I and mean, it's not the top 6 or the top 3 it does seem yeah. to be the top 10 we're playing with 3 at the back with you know wing backs tucked quite quite tightly in um maybe three central midfielders and it it really is a a case of being compact and i think the intent is to play counter-attack in football Mm. but certainly in terms of execution that doesn't work and our transitions in both those styles are the problem and it comes back to what you said against man united when when we sprung that counter-attack we Mm. don't do that anymore and i think if 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 you look at it I think that's because Rajivan Lepara
2: yeah. has not been getting getting a, a sniff like he yeah. was last season I think as well one thing that I think maybe has, has been to their detriment when they play that three at the back tight end system is the players that David Wagner is selecting in certain positions I think if you're playing three at the back you're sacrificing someone like Alex Pritchard who is yeah. by yeah. far the most creative player in that team like, I don't think, I can't remember the last time I saw him start when they played three at the back and he tends to go a bit wider and he has sort of two quicker men, maybe Deer Carby and ben Benzer, Van La Parra and Benza, whoever, around the focal point of Mounier or De Platra up front. The problem with that is that is that you're banking on one of your sort of players with pace to be able to get around their man, get to the byline, and be able to cross it in when you're playing counter-attacking football. I don't think... We haven't seen... It really that many times, apart from maybe with Rajiv van der Parra someone being able to beat their man and get to the byline in the Premier League, which is where I would say most of the, the goals came from in the Championship. You know, the amount of times we saw Tommy Smith or Elias Kachunga getting down the right and the other one mm. being in the middle for the cutback. Maybe we're not seeing them get forward enough and get to that byline, and be able to cut it back and I think that's probably the purest form of Wagner football that we've seen so far, because you can play that in the Championship. Yeah,
0: I think a sort of side effect of us playing a bit defensive football, I think on the players' mentality, they've become a bit cautious, a bit overcautious. Uh, and I think it's understandable when you go up to the Premier League. It's happened with my five-a-side team, we got promoted on Thursday. Oh my God, you
1: can't use your five-a-side I team. I certainly
0: can. And then We, we played a, a, Yeah, played a, the higher-level team, uh, yesterday and we, we got, went 3-1 up and then all of a sudden we just sort of came, went within ourselves and I think t- a lot of town players might be doing that as well. So. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But I,
1: I actually wrote the same thing down. I, I wrote what? five a side? Not about your <laughs> <laughs> nah, five aside. To. I wrote down Tottenham style and mentality. So I think the first thing that happened with Tottenham is, is it did, meant we, we changed our style or our system. For a lot of games, but I also think it had a massive impact on our mentality. Mm. A key kind of point or or example of that, I would say, would be Cardiff. I think I I turned turned to you and Mm. said Moy had got the the ball, he dispossessed someone, and he had the ball on the right hand side, and uh, we really should have been four on three. And was there was Mooney was on the edge of the box, and he, he just had no options on. They should have been this. They should have been Mooney should be running in, and he should have a second, and third runner off him across the box. Yeah. But it just seemed like we don't take those risks anymore. Yeah. And I think part of the Terrier mentality. Is, yeah, it's this small dog and it's aggressive, it's back, but it's also, you know, it's meant to be a small dog that takes yeah. on bigger dogs and yeah, it takes yeah, yeah. the risks. And I don't think we're doing that anymore. Yeah. And I think it's a combination of a more conservative style of play or a more conservative system with a more cautious mentality. I think if we carry on doing that, we're not going to win the games that we need to win.
0: So the trouble is, you look at West Brom, um, let's say, Stoke. Um, a lot of other, at the last say ten years, mid-table Premier League teams, they just tended to start being like like we what well, we were when they came up. They were playing free-flowing, nice football. After a few years, they wanted to consolidate their position, start become cautious, and once they did that, they stopped picking up as many points, stopped taking the risk, and if we're not careful, we're going to go down that same route a bit earlier
2: I think that's what you can see with Bournemouth they're Mm. still doing well still improving in the Premier League they've they've still got the hunger there to to, to keep producing and Mm. maybe we need to see a a bit more of that hopefully you'd think if Town can stay up this year and then they have another summer of investment at that point the question has to be whether Town are still a small dog or whether after two or three seasons of Premier League money coming in and using that on players whether Mm. the mentality then has to change to Okay, we're an established Premier League side now. We've got these players. This is how we're going to attack every team. Yeah, uh, is it? Is it? Is there enough experience
1: or games gone past for us to maybe start judging recruitment?
0: No, not enough games yet. I think once we get to the sort of seven to ten games, then we can see if the new signings are duds or not. If they are duds I think we're off down basically. I think because I it would mean that we haven't improved on last year's team. We've actually got weaker. We've got rid of Tom Hintz and we're bought in Di Carbine and Benzi And if they're if they're not cutting the mustard, then we're a weaker team than we were last year. And then yeah, we're off down.
2: My, I I think I'd <laughs> agree that we that you have to wait for maybe yeah. 10, 10 games, especially because they've bought a lot from outside of the UK. So it's going to take them longer to sort of bed mm-hmm. in and and whatever. My my slight worry about what we've seen so far is that the players that they've brought in have the same characteristics as the players that have gone but there's still no end product at the end well, of it
1: yeah. I think that the key thing for me is that um, it looks it looks like Diakabi and, and Benzon, and that was the problem wasn't it the, the wings were the, the, yeah. the, the problem for us last year we didn't create anything out wide in contrast to the championship where we yeah. got most of our luck and it seems that they're very athletic players but they don't seem any more technically gifted than the players we already have, mm. and and that is a worry.
2: I, I also haven't really seen Diacaby get use his pace at all. Like if if we like we've seen it in pre season, we know he's a quick player. Mm. Maybe there are a few question marks over his final product because we haven't really seen him in that many areas.
1: I think he recorded one of the, the fastest sprints in the Premier yeah. League so far, but it was mm. from a defensive position and he uh, oh, yeah. it, it was a tackle. <laughs> I did see it at Man City, I had a, one very, very good moment
0: where he, looked, he played a quality ball in, uh, it was just a short pass and then he made a really nice run as well, which he didn't get the return ball, but it showed a lot of promise to be honest. On um, Benza, I just seem to
1: see him offside a lot to be honest.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: con can't, can't goal obviously, we oh, knew yeah. what to expect that, I yeah. think. Vote, player blue, player. blue and white foundation, uh, player of the year, a uh, player of the month, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely for me, uh, uh, easily, uh, uh, a easily, comfortably, a mid level Premier League player. Oh,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, you could. Expect him to be in the Premier League for several years from now, whether it's with Town or whoever else. He's just looks quality on the ball and off the ball as well.
1: Would you we like to comment on the ongoing saga of Hamer versus Lursel?
2: <laughs> no. I think, I, think, I think that saga's right run run its course. Yeah. Do you think now, that's I it think now? Lursel yeah, back in. I think that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think Hamer came in for a lot of criticism when he's put in a difficult situation against uh, Man City, really, where an underperforming team. And as the goalkeeper, is the last man he had to face the brunt of that. So I feel a bit sorry for him, but of what I've seen of him, I, it it doesn't seem to justify being the number one over last all to be honest. Mm.
1: Yeah. Anything else that we that you've picked up on in in the last few games that you you know you. One thing I
2: would say about the Cardiff game, which I found interesting, which you found something interest it. interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. it's interesting in, in one one of itself, this but. What, what we saw in the Cardiff game, or what I saw in the Cardiff game, was Tam putting way more crosses into the box, which I think they've than they've ever done really mm. before. Which is what people have been asking for. Mm. Obviously in pre-season, Steve Mounier scored I think two or three goals, mm. and Laurent Depoitre the same. And we've all been asking for them to put more balls into the box, just give it to Steve Mounier hang it above a defender, and he'll bury it. And I think in pre-season and uh, at, at points last year, we saw that the problem is the only time I've actually seen Town do it was against Cardiff who have Giants. one of the biggest teams yeah. in the league and you know Sean Morrison just nodded everything away all game Yeah. so just I don't know I, my question would be sort of why do we go that route against Cardiff compared to maybe teams maybe City like well Everton set pieces against City but not didn't
1: really get Yeah, those. and Everton it was, it was said that Wagner said in his, his post match press conference that specifically worked on set pieces and, and yeah. obviously worked with the, the billing goal. Would we like to engage in the billing debate, which seems to be fashionable at the moment? Is is he ready to step up to, to, to be in that position to be a first. sure shown choice? his usefulness in terms of
0: set pieces and like he's a big lad in the box and he can take a long throw in and then we get one I'm <down>. gonna <laughs> say we're getting into the sort of Tony Poolish realm of tactical genius here um but yeah you know he has also got good other facets to his game so he's uh he's got a shot on him but we don't really see that as much anymore that the long shot against Forrest that he scored that wonder goal is distant memory almost now it's been that long since I can remember him actually Scoring
1: from a long shot. He seems to suffer um, from the, a peculiar English disease, he's a victim of it, which is that if you uh, look a bit languid when you're yeah, running around, like Ertzel yeah, is a classic yeah, example yeah, of this, of being lazy. you're accused of being lazy, whether that uh, well, conforms that. to think, reality or not. Well I think against Man City, not laziness but he,
0: he did not put himself about one bit, uh, which was very disappointing and I think quite rightly he was criticised for it because at the very least he he was sort of ducking challenges really and it, it yeah, it didn't look good, um, to be honest. And I think it's frustrating that such a big lad isn't bossing the midfield. I think that's that's what people are frustrated about. That's why I, I think um he needs to take a lot from Adam Moy really, someone who's he can spread a ball like Adam Moy can, but Adam Moy can also do the the dirty work, dirty work as well. And I think Billing can so use used that he might be a bit cautious since he was sent off early in his career maybe a bit overcautious as a result but I think he needs to find that side again really
2: well, To be fair I think he's, he's a good football player on the ball he, he's excellent and the first 10 minutes against City in the FA Cup replay last yeah. year when they went 1-0 up through Harry Bun he was the one pulling the strings yeah. and you could see what he could do then I'd quite like to see him play higher up the pitch actually in a number 10 role mm. just to see what he's got because I, I feel like he's got the touch and he's got the vision to be able to do that he's and composed as well he's composed like, yeah for me I think obviously with Jonathan, Jonathan Hogg's red card it's been Billing and, and Moy and whoever else wants to join them in, in that sort of central area part of me would like to stick with Billing and Moy together because I think there's more creativity it's in more there. creativity and it mm-hmm. gives you that instead of playing right Jonathan Hogg's going to be here We've got five in defence, and then if we play five at the back anyway, we've kind of got six. Mm. If you play two of them there, one of them can drop and one of them can go forward, because I do think that they can both do it, especially Aaron Moy in the deeper areas.
1: I certainly I, I would agree with that particular. If we are playing three at the back, mm. I don't think Jonathan Hogg is the right fit for that no. system. I think it's well, Williams
0: are be a bit better fit than Hogg? Will, Williams is a similar style yeah, of player because
1: be. he actually
0: is someone who does dare to make those runs forward. He's dynamic, he, isn't exactly. It, he? Exactly. And if we're like under the cosh, he's not afraid to go up the, go up the pitch and find some space and, and, and have the ball passed to him and yeah. relieve pressure. I saw that against West Brom last year where everyone else was sort of back to the walls and Williams was like, Go going
1: behind their centre mate and asking for the ball and we were able to counter-attack And he had that volley that if it had gone in it would have it would been be the greatest goal of wonder all time. goal, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I think if they go three three across midfield, five at the back, three in midfield, I'd quite like to see Billing Moy and Williams start together because I think that would give them mm. a bit more options. It, it means that any of your three midfielders can go Go forward, forward yeah. yeah. And then the other two can, can drop. That's, I guess, the problem with playing either Jonathan Hogg or on the other side of things Alex Pritchard because... Pritchard is an attacking midfielder, Hogg is a defensive midfielder, whereas the other three, mm. bit of everything really. I mean, I've
1: been saying this for a year now, but I still do think if you look at that like three man midfield, we're always one injury away from a crisis
2: in the, in mm-hmm. central midfield. Yeah. Well, we've got Bakuna now, but. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's got a great shot in him as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, his, his confidence will be shot now won't it, as well yeah. after that, so <laughs> you just hope that he can move past that. Because I thought in pre season he looked like quite a good yeah. player and, and looked mm-hmm. like he had the temperament as well to I think we could could learn maybe from
0: the uh, the tale of Oscar Gobain and the, um, the master of the two <laughs> yard sideways pass <laughs> exactly he used to be a, a complete joke amongst town fans and um, <laughs> until the moment against period. Derby where he did uh, he, to, I don't know, he brought it down how on how his, his describe chest it? was it did like it? a Rabona or something it was no, amazing but he, awesome. he made the Derby play look like a righty do this is harking back to 20, 2015 no, it was, it was Gabino or he had
1: that 8, eight mm. game run God. Yeah, he was. Hollywood. He was. He, he ended up the it's season <laughs> trippy, absolutely
0: that. brilliant, and he was. I, I'd say he was solely responsible for a really good run of form for Town back then. Yeah, what, what he but now? he started off. He yeah, being a bit of a joke, which Bakuna you could argue might be now after the own goal. Well, he was on Sky Sports anyway. <laughs> goal was over to the best of the round, but the. But I think now he's got such. My point is. And there is a point that the expectations will be that low after that goal. That he, mm. All he has to do now is just plug away with a car. He won't be he can defined get back, by yeah. that. He can get, I reckon he'll go on to be a very good player based on what I've seen so far and in terms of his work ethic mm-hmm. and whatnot.
1: I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find out where Oscar Gobern is now. Is it Wraith Rovers oh, last time ret- I saw I'm sure
0: he's retired, actually.
1: Unfortunately, the examiner is a, is a 4G desert. Yeah. So we, we will ne- <laughs> we'll never know. i to a
0: text earlier and it fails, so. I don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think, yeah. <you> know. <laughs> should we talk about Crystal Palace? Can, if, uh, can do, we... yeah. So, the question I would pose with regards to Crystal Palace and similar teams is should we be tagging three points?
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, we we'll need three points. We'll yeah,
2: be. absolutely, I agree. Um, there's also a question mark over Wilfred Zaha as well. And mm. even a question mark, even if he starts and he might not be 100% ready, you think. With him not at his best, you've got a chance there.
0: I think if he's not injured before the game, he will be afterwards. <laughs> God, don't, take, don't a, tell Crystal Palace fans that. I went in a that's, Crystal, that's crystal a promise. Palace
1: that's a promise. podcast and called him Powder <laughs> yeah. I was not, never invited back again, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> Eagles cast, hasn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they've had a pretty poor start. Um, they've lost three games. I think they lost to they Southampton. They looked poor against Liverpool. Southampton, to be honest at yeah. I mean, that was just
0: match today, but the only highlights shown were yeah. Southampton chances, who actually looked quite good under
2: Mark Hughes, to be honest. Well, it's because they've got a striker who can't hit a barn door and no one creative yeah. other than Wilfred Zahive. Yeah. If he's not playing, that's why their record's so bad without, because they've got no one else.
1: Yeah. I do think, though, on the day, they, they can turn up.
2: Yeah, I think well, it, yeah. In, yeah. In there's certain players. There's, Patrick Van Arnholt, I put in there as one of the players that could
1: There's other stuff that. going on at Palace, though, isn't there? So, there's mm. the situation with the Homesdale Ultras. Yeah. They've essentially. They're all fanatics. Fanatics. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. I like, God, they're, they're quite hard, aren't they? I don't want them to listen well, to
0: this. They, they, uh, well, they feel as though. I've seen their pictures on
1: social media. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they're the they're in the, when, when we
0: went to Palace for the first game last season, a glorious day. Um, <laughs> they are in the corner weren't they and I think they argued that they needed to be in the centre of the stands mm-hmm. to actually have an effect well, it's, it's uh, definitely yeah, had an they want to
2: get people on, to, to sing more don't yeah, they, yeah. they it's
1: yeah. had an impact routine. on their, their home atmosphere and it's been really noticeable and there's just a feeling of from they could have had the momentum from last year and carried yeah. that on but there's not that good feeling there so I think yeah. if there's any time we want to hit them Start. we want to hit them yeah. now and what we need to do is what we've just been talking about from the first whistle we need to be in the face yeah, yeah. because we know they don't like teams being aggressive with them yeah. they, their players don't their fans don't their, their coach don't well, I we mean, saw that when we beat them 3-0 yeah. we, were, we, we were being very aggressive with them and it was
0: sort of borderline it was like oh, we, we're a championship like, yeah. get used to it and then the, you know that was pretty much what it was like and the referee after a while stopped bothering giving three <laughs> kicks to them. There was that many that's passes. what we need to do and then we were just absolutely bullied them we need to do yeah. that But we,
1: we need to do that again You know, in front of a home crowd, Mm. um, we need to just be at it from the off, and we need to take we need to take the risks that we've not been taking. But Um, I think I think Wagner has been making sort of similar overtures to that, though, hasn't he? In his press conference, and I would say say this is a game for Pritchard. This is a game where you're going to have some space. um, You're going to need someone who's creative. Um, I think hopefully he's learned from that because, like I said against Cardiff, it, it
0: wasn't a great tactic playing hanging balls in the air with with that with that back four. Pritchard would have been perfect for that mm, game because they'd have had to he'd have drawn out their defenders and we could play the ball in behind. But uh, I mean, I think
1: the, the things for drawing
2: was, drawing fouls and getting yeah, into set pieces yeah. and get being able to load the box
1: a bit yeah, and then yeah. be able to take a set piece as well. Yeah. But I think I think the thinking there was maybe he's a little lad, Cardiff for a, a team maybe, of yeah. massive guys. But I think actually, like you, you want a little guy in those I think situations. he's he's good enough. I'm sure you've seen him against Man City. He was
0: all right handling himself because they've got some yeah. big lads. But he, mm. he, he played actually all right in a, in a, what was a very poor performance for most of the team. He yeah. managed to do all right. Yeah.
2: He's got such a so low center he of has, gravity, yeah, sorry, yeah. that he just he seems to brush people off anyway. So that's why I do a fight with Even though I'm <laughs> actually quite tall, <laughs> it's true though. he is he's very. What I do,
1: I um, get in corners and
0: you can't get him out. What I do, I I sort of like huddle over like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> And then, sort of, sort of yeah, you get a low centre of gravity and people can't get off the ball. So it's basically the same <laughs> as what you've learned from, from Alex yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though it's a lot smaller than me, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> for, for,
1: for me, we need to go into a back four for this as well. 4 two, three, yeah. one for four, me, yeah. the, the classic 4 2 3 1 or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, back. back to our best. Yeah. Yeah. Brighton at home. I, I would go for um, Moy and Billing as, as a central midfield pairing. Is Williams back yet?
2: I, if if he was back, I'd put. Yeah. I won't throw him straight in
1: though. I won't throw him straight in. I'd go for that central pairing, and then I'd I'd probably go for Van Parra on the left. Yep. I'd go for Pritchard in the middle. Yeah. I'd
2: probably go for Kachunga on the right. I don't I don't know. It's, Got, like uh, it it's looks like Ramadan Sobey's going to
1: be back for it as well. Oh, maybe no. Sobey then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd, and I, actually I I would go for Diopatra in this game bit of a bully, a bit more of a bully. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably agree with that. And, and you know, it's it's not like you look at him and you yeah. think he's a unit and you think he's there to hold up play. He's not, more I mean, we saw against Leicester he can roll a player, he's very intelligent the way he uses when, space. When, when he
0: gets his confidence up and uh, he's ready good. but we've seen when he's come on this season, he's, he takes that one touch too many maybe and like he's off balance, where when he's instinctive he's really mm-hmm. fast. He's a bit of a sort of a poor man's Diego Costa
2: I'd
1: say to be <laughs> honest <laughs> Rory has to go and interview these people at some oh, point okay. and Just throwing out he words can use that. <laughs> that If I was described as a poor man's Diego yeah, no, Costa then, a then I would, I'd it? be very happy <laughs> um, Anything else about Palace how we should set up what we should go for it Go for Zaha if he's playing <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I yeah, I think you just got to keep keep Zaha quiet. Don't you? I think they're they're missing two centre backs as well in Tom, Tomkins, Tomkins and, and Scott Dan. I think. Yeah. So that again, another boost for for town. Um, yeah. so, I don't know. I just you just want them to go out there, and I don't really care if they have that much of the ball or not. But when, when was the last time
1: the we did that? Ball. Bournemouth
2: at home yeah. was that the last time we went for it? <sighs> Tried well, against Swansea, but they. They literally set up a, wa- a massive wall against yeah, us, yeah. didn't they? I uh, think Bournemouth was the last time we saw it, but even then, I think we did. Pritchard score after about ten minutes or something. Yeah. First yeah. goal, and I think that probably helped them as well yeah. open the floodgates a little yeah. bit. And I think
1: they, ch- I remember them changing from a back three to a back four and then to a back three, and they were a bit confused. Yeah.
2: In fairness,
0: I mean it's hard to do what we did again. Again, we did what we did in the Championship because the quality of the opposition is a lot better. Yeah. However, the your Cardiff's. And you quit a weakened Crystal Palace side. We I think we can do to teams like that, and we should make the most of those opportunities. Really, so. yeah.
2: I think there's there's twelve teams in the league that town yeah. can give a really good go at home. Yeah. And like, obviously, you're not going to win many of them. You know, some of them are just going to have good days. But if you can win half, a quarter, even a quarter of of those games, then you you're getting on the way to yeah
1: yeah. So 30 points, 30, 40 points. So that's time. Tar- let's do five minutes of uh, international football famously after our World Cup podcast was so <laughs> successful. I <laughs> um, loved it so much. Does, that, does anyone uh, care about this? Oh, did anyone watch Wales? No. Yes, I What's did. That? They looked really Wales, good, didn't yeah, they? Wales really good. Ryan inside. Giggs is a genius, that's what I said Wales. from that. Um, England. Tonight, is it? Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Against I, don't, Spain. I don't watch shit yeah, against yeah, Spain. Spain, you know, exactly, Spain. Yeah. Could, is, could anybody uh, like to do our listeners a, a favour or, or perhaps the opposite and explain what this Nations League is?
2: I actually know this. Go on. Go right, right. You right, okay. So the Nations League is split up into, I think, six divisions from A to F. Right. Just making sure F is the sixth level. Yeah, right, yeah, right? yeah. Um, there are... Uh, a certain amount I think there are nine teams in each division and then those divisions again are split into three team groups (laughs) in terms of seedings so in your nine you'll have three from pot A three from pot B three from pot C then those three will play matches against each other I I think it's home and away both times the winner of the group goes into like the finals sort of thing and then the winner or the top however many of that get a place at the Euros the loser then goes drops down the divisions in their league, and so it should basically have people rolling up and down the whole thing the whole time.
1: If that what, made any sense. How
2: does this relate to qualification? You could, because if you get to the finals, you can qualify for right. the Euros, not for the World Cup though. I don't think this has anything. Okay. To the world Cup, but I don't know if it holds also more sort of power in the world rankings because right. competitive matches have yeah, more, more competitive points, matches. Sort of, yeah. Links them. I don't, don't They've really. done
0: it so, like, all the European teams are high world ranking or something
1: like that.
2: I, They've Check basically it. done it to make sure that the European teams are playing other good European teams yeah, and people are playing active. teams of their standard. Mm. Um,
1: I enjoy a I enjoy, uh, the trouncing of San Marino and yeah things. exactly yeah. it makes you feel good about yourself exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why the country needs something to yeah. hold on to these you never seen Lithuania <laughs> on the TV before <laughs> yeah so. exactly yeah yeah and you get one of those nice little things where they kind of do a sort of history piece and a travel piece yeah. on the country you know mm. yeah, it was, you know Go France we all, all know dudes. about France <laughs> exactly so no one's really bothered about international football then no. in reality I'm not, I, I don't care do no, you care?
0: no no right, no right well on
1: that Utterly depressing note.
0: Thank well, you. I apologise for not laughing at your intro thing, by the way. Oh, yeah. You'd already told me in the
1: car. That's oh, what I actually absolutely did. Absolutely. And then sat on that for weeks. We'll cut that out. We'll, we'll cut this bit out. As we all know, none of us can be bothered editing it. So, all right. Well, um, thank you to Alistair for his last appearance on
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the u podcast. I'm looking forward to whoever we've got on next time. Feel free to, if you want to come on hit uh, up on Twitter uh, thanks for listening if you enjoyed yourself feel free to give us a five star rating on iTunes you've been setting that little trap on not you for <laughs> no. so long if you didn't there's probably something wrong with you so until next time try and live your keep your life the faith a certain way.
2: <laughs> bye <laughs>